0: Well, it's such a privilege to be with you again. Um, So, I know you've had me once, so to be invited back means I think that's a good thing, I think. (laughs) Well, if you've never met me before, my name is Pam, and I have the privilege of working for a phenomenal charity called Mercy UK. And we're a national charity, uh, but based up in West Yorkshire, in the good old country land of uh, Yorkshire. Can you not hear... Am I on? Is it on? Or it's on. It's on. Yeah. You can hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's you well Aid said I could speak for two and a half hours, so we oh. you know. Brilliant. So but no. Um you know the beauty of um, working for an organisation um such as Mercy UK? Um just in the room, how many people have heard of Mercy? Yes, oh brilliant, brilliant. And for those that haven't, we literally are here to see the restoration of hope and the transforming of lives in partnership with the local church, just like you. Wanting to be able to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, in all of our lives, in every life, in the least, the lost, the lonely, whatever definition we want to place on anyone, God has a a word in season for every single one of us. And uh, within what we are is that we help to educate, equip and empower us all to be individuals that can see transformation in every single one of our lives and um, it's just a privilege and we have um, a brand new promo that we um, are going to be launching on social media so we would love you um, if you like the world of social media not all of us do but it can be good in some places Um, but you can follow us on Facebook you can follow us on Instagram you can follow us just by checking out our website and uh, we've just got a tiny stand with us today Uh, but if you wanted to know a bit more you can make yourself a great brew of a Kit Kat and 45 minutes on your stop clock, <laughs> give yourself a break and read and invest because <laughs> you know you might have just worked hard a little bit this weekend and you know, <laughs> uh, putting your feet up would be good and this is a great tool to read because sometimes we see a lot of need and how do we be the answer and hopefully we can help you be the answer to people in their place of need um, and we were um, very much known as a women's ministry many years ago but actually, we've changed and expanded. Because God has a funny way, of those that work hard, it gives you something more. <laughs> and so the word of God in Isaiah 54 was really prompted to us, verses 2 and 3, about enlarging the place of our tents. Stretching wide the tent curtains. And becoming able to do more and to spare no expense. Because if you didn't know, we have the most craziest business plan on the planet. If you didn't know, we actually provide the residential side of what we do for young women at a complete free-of-charge cost, but we know running a house is expensive, don't we? We know those energy bills, we know those toilet roll costs, we know everything of that, and yet within our reach to lead in with what God's asked us to love people back to life is that we charge nothing for their six-month stay or thereabouts. We take no housing benefit. We take nothing from the individual. We then have the crazy strategy of following what God's word says and giving away 10% of everything that comes into us that's not restricted. And then we'll pick you where the money comes from because we don't take any funding that will stop us being fully faith-based in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the miracle of that, we're standing 12 years on with something of a turnover of what we've got to find of something like 1.3 million every year. Wow. So the people we help the most, we don't charge. We give our money away and we pick you where it comes from. <laughs> and yet, we stand as a debt-free ministry with a beautiful acreage of land, with a massive um, home, which can facilitate 15 young women at any one time, and a great team of staff that's allowing our punch to really go across the UK and into Europe. So if you wanted to partner and become a bit of a miracle maker in seeing this continue to happen, there are some great little forms on your seat which aid has given us permission and the leadership team just to say, if you want to be a part of being an answer of people that make this happen, because it's just individuals like you and me giving a fiver, tenner, 20 quid a grand, a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to
0: all that we do, to be able to be a part of this revolving ministry that's widening the opportunity for real transformation to happen. Because we know that actually brokenness doesn't just exist on the outside of these walls. It can exist in our own lives. Yeah. And sometimes we need a place and a, and, a, and a resource that can help us. And so if you are not female and you do not fit in the eighteen to 30ish bracket, there is still a hope for you, because we have a phenomenal opportunity in a resource called Keys to Freedom. Now I don't know some of you have got involved with Keys to Freedom and you've just gone, oh that was a roller coaster. <laughs> and this is basically the core principles of what we use in a residential setting into the everyday hands of all of us. And no matter if you've been a Christian for decades or for ten minutes. This is a resource that can help us strengthen and navigate that relationship we can have with God for ourselves. Because I don't know about you, but life can become a bit mucky and a bit messy. And even when we're Christians, it's not all rosy days. But I know that I have to take hope because Jesus never promised I'd always have rosy days. But he promised if I take courage and be encouraged that he has overcome, it's going to be okay. And this is the kind of guide that can take you through step-by-step in either a one-on-one, just you taking the study, or even better, grabbing a group of people, giving five days of 20 minutes a day of reading, answering a few questions, and hearing from the God who loves you the most and knows you the best. And I think that's pretty epic, because if he loves you the most, knowing you and knowing me, that takes a lot of good loving because we know what we're like and we know where our weaknesses are and yet there's a God in heaven and when we were in worship I just had a reminder of the Psalm 42 verse 7 and it says that God directs his love day and night so the gusto of what we can do here and we sing in our praises the direction of his love is even greater mm. 24-7 over us and again it brings me to the remembrance of Zephaniah three seventeen where it says that God is mighty to save Mm -hmm. and that he rejoices over us with singing. And I'm like, there must be some great noise in heaven. There must be some great party. And I think that's what we all love, a good party. And we had a great one yesterday. And we just want to be able to see, don't we, the opportunity in each of our lives to receive the freedom that he has for us. Don't we get to a place sometimes when our mind is so mucky and messy we're living in such a bit of a polluted and busy world and it affects us and it can come over us like a flood. But let's remind ourselves that actually, as the banners were being waved by the young girls this morning, it reminded me that I'm covered always. And with that wafting, it can be like our dusting. And we need to do that in physical and we need to do that in the mental. And I think this is what God wanted me to share today. Um, And just to say, if you do want to complete those forms, come over and see us. If you want one of the resources, please do um, yeah, purchase one today, because they will literally help you to navigate some of the terrain of your life, which can be bumpy, but again, we can come through this. So the, the word that I had this morning... Well, for this morning, sorry. I didn't write it this morning, promise. (laughs) (laughs) But I always start with a thought. I always start with a mumbling of what is God saying to me in my everyday? Because it's fresh manna. And I'm always a big person that talks about daily bread. I always seem to talk about it because it's so exciting that God would want to daily have something fresh for us. Why do we shortchange ourselves to not receive that? And we might think, yeah, but Pam, do you know how busy my life is? I've got four kids, I've got a business that I have to run myself, and I've got this and this and this. And I just want to encourage you, probably with some of the verses I'm going to share today, that actually it's not necessarily even about trying to feel bad because you're so busy and so not giving attention to God. It's being able to celebrate God in your everyday and allow to hear His. intentions towards us in our moments of living real life i love the secret place i love having the quiet time but we have have to be real in seasons of our life we don't get a lot of that sometimes so is it possible to still hear god in all of that noise and i believe it is i'm going to rush through on a few of these things because i know it's a hot day and we're tired as well from all of the good stuff we've done but i hope that there's some nuggets of what i'll share today That give something in season to you. Um, And so the question that was on my heart was: where's your attention? Dependent on where our attention is, it often determines the outcome of what happens for us in our life. And in a moment of be it walking or talking or driving, um, we might be somewhere else in our thoughts. And so all sorts of things can happen. Have you ever been the person that's walked into a lamppost? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> fell over the child that you didn't see in front of you? Um, you know, it's happened, is not it? Because our thoughts are somewhere else. Ever been driving somewhere and then you arrive and go, I didn't suppose to come here, I'm supposed to be going home and I've come to work. No. Has anyone done that? <laughs> I've done this. Um, you know, if you've ever been <laughs> listening in a conversation to someone, I mean, totally random, go, oh yeah, that's great. And they've just told you something horrific. And you're like, (laughs) we can all relate, can't we? Our head can be somewhere else in attention and in whatever's going on. And actually, you know, there's been many a times where we've burnt the toast from non-attention, haven't we? Um, And I just thought all of these happen for three key reasons. One is busyness. Another is distraction. And maybe one is forgetfulness. Because actually, sometimes when we come to church, do you ever get prompted and go, I know that, but why am I not doing that? Yeah. And you feel like, oh, flipping that, i getting told off again. <laughs> but I want to tell you that God's never telling us off. He's prompting us for more. He's prompting us to be able to give us a question of, where is your attention? Because sometimes we're working so hard to get to something, where actually said, if you would change where your attention is, you will then have a different outcome of where you arrive. Yeah. And some of the giftings and the brilliance of what God does in our story is that he dignifies us with free will. And so whenever I sing those words of who can be against me, if God is for me, who can be against me? I remember one day the Holy Spirit just saying to me, um, well, you can stop me because you can be against me." I thought, that's a telling off, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> is it a telling off? Or is it a prompting? And the intention of what you wanted to bring to me was that actually, what you're believing needs to match up to what my word says.
1: Because
0: a lot of the time, we can begin to believe things because of our experience, and that's presenting to us, then, well, that must be the case. But actually, just because something is presented that way, doesn't mean that is God's truth. And this here is where a lot of our attention can get onto the busyness of the life that we lead. Or the consumingness of what we've created, almost a tyranny of things to be engaged in. Because society has its way of saying, you need this, you've got to supersize that, you've got to upgrade this, you've got to fast track in that. And how do we get swallowed up in that at times? And the question that led me to this understanding is that we we talk about this word freedom all the time. And the dictionary definition, one of its definitions is the freedom is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. And in the latter definition, I think that living life can feel like we're imprisoned because you're always trying to keep up with something, um, be it the demand of... a home, the demand of family, the demand of the dog, you know, you can rewire your world around a dog can't you? (laughs) Um, And I want to encourage sometimes to young people, you think, I don't think I want to grow up, I've got all the responsibility everybody's got, you know, and all of the drama that I have to take on board. But the truth is, if our attention is not solely on what can be obtained here, we can be able to see that God has a wide open space of thinking, not solely on what we have to strive for, but we can live in the purpose of what he invites us to have. And so the next question is, how interruptible are we to his invitations? And they're great questions to note down, and with your cup of tea and your Kit Kat and your 45 minutes on the stop clock to just ponder them. Because actually, the best gift we can do is to understand that it's not necessarily that anyone's saying, stop doing what you're doing. Because you have to sometimes do what we're doing, don't we? But it's interesting that actually there's many instances in the Bible, and I'll just share this one back in Exodus, which is really famous to those that have maybe grown up in church or know of this. But Moses. a guy that we know a lot about. And in his ordinary day, just looking after sheep, he's in his mundane, working with the sheep. God's invitation of interruption came in the form of a burning bush. Now, it was Moses' choice to then draw near. And it's a question to us. Are we recognizing the invitations in our ordinary day Not just making a special quiet time, but in our everyday of journeying, are we receiving those invitations and taking them up? Because I'm really a believer that sometimes a certain person comes to your mind and then the next day you see them. Uh, Doesn't that happen? Like, you have an inkling to say something to someone in a supermarket, even if it be. Your dress looks awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't know what's attached to that. Yeah. Listening again to another person, I've got tons of stories, but I am going to stay on time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they were in a lift, and this person felt really prompted to say that she looked very smart, but she had quite a stance about her power suit on. Mm-hmm. And she just really felt prompted to say, you know, you've got a great suit on. But she felt a little bit like, she didn't need to hear that got to say that she'll not just say something like Jesus loves you and you know <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? she was faithful and she said you look great in that outfit she goes oh thank you so much I'm really worried about the presentation I'm going to do but my worry is going on how am I going to be seen so I'm really thankful that you've said that because now I feel right stop yeah. stop having a go at myself and let's just do the presentation mm. and you just stop and you just think As a result of her now presenting that presentation, because she's now affirmed in who she is, maybe something great and dynamic will happen as a result of that. Because the pressure no longer was on yourself. And the belief system you were carrying about yourself, was you good enough? Did you look alright? It came through the fact that that's now qualified. And God's word is filled, absolutely filled, with loads and loads of scripture that qualifies us. Not because of how great we are, because... We all need his mercy, but because he actually lavishes and directs his love over us day and night, he sets a value and a worth in an identity that he says that we actually are. But in our distraction or in our forgetfulness, we don't remind ourselves of who we are. So we overcome, especially in our schools, the atmosphere sometimes can make you sense that you're not good enough and you're not great at this subject, you're you um, you know you're told that as a Christian, well that's not valid, because when you're learning in science that it's all about a big bang and it's all about these other issues, that it disqualifies your faith. But I want to take us to a bit of science today, and I'm not a skilled scholar in all of this, but over the years I've really understood this to be true, because I often learn by experience, mm-hmm. and then I learn the knowledge, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> but actually, it's to do with our mind, because that's where our attention and where all of our thoughts are happening. And we share this within keys to freedom. Um, but it says basically that our main belief system is underpinned, um, is un- underpinning all of our behavior. Whatever we believe about ourselves comes out in behavior, and it actually is prompting to you to think. Well, why do I always apologise when I walk in a room?
1: <laughs> why do I
0: do that? Because there's a belief system somewhere going, I'm an irritation to you, or I'm, I'm not as good as you. Now, you wouldn't say that, but your actual belief is that, because you're doing it in your behaviour. Mm. And this is where God wants to get our attention in the little things. Because if we can change those little things or allow him to help us in that transformation our life will look so attractive to so many others that go, there's something you've got that I'd love because you walk in acceptance. You walk in a confidence, not an arrogance, but a confidence that assures you of who you think you are. And so within our belief system and within our brain, we have our thought patterns. And the way from those thought patterns is how we view ourselves, how we review Relationships, how we view church, how we integrate and work with the world around us. And that was all formed pretty much in our early childhood years. And our thought patterns in the science is called um, neurological pathways. So neurological pathways are a little bit like a tree, the way that they're formed. And so they um, all go throughout all of our brain. And these pathways are like train tracks. They're laid and the familiar thoughts go down those train tracks all the time. And our thoughts follow these pathways without a conscious decision from us. They do not always have a conscious decision from us. Because we can have between 18,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day. That's outrageous, isn't it? And you can sometimes think oh, you're worn out <laughs> why is it because you're actually getting bombarded especially as young people as well there's a phone in your hand that never seems to not be in that hand but that that phone is giving you more than thousands of thoughts because it's giving you instant to everything and sometimes that then leads you to need to understand that out of those 18,000 to 50,000 thoughts every day, the majority are involuntary. That's pretty overwhelming that our brain and our attention is being taken a lot of the time from things that we've not necessarily chosen to think, but they've come and invaded. And actually, we can't choose to stop thinking something like train tracks. They'll bring us to the same destination every time. This, the thought tracks have been well used over years, and the only way to redirect our train of thought is to relay the tracks. Now that is what's called neuroplasticity. Oh yes, (laughs) a bit like (laughs) Play-Doh. And you can actually rewire the brain Many years, many years ago, when people suffered car crashes or incidents, um, they were told, oh, you'll never be able to think again the way that you used to, or there'll be limitations to what you can do. It's known also that trauma can rewire the brain. But if this is true, and science says so, but what's even better is the Bible said it before science. (laughs) that actually we can rewire the brain and where you always thought through the comments your dad said when you were picking up you know, results or the way that someone um, at school said something about you and embarrassed you. Those childhood memories still can play out in our everyday today. Why? Because they're on train tracks. We can lift up the tracks And we can relay them. But it doesn't come just by trying to think better thoughts. It comes by speaking out the word of God. And this is what brings the transformation. Because science says that within a minimum of 21 days, a habit can be formulated. And that's the same in changing how we view ourselves. And so one of the best gifts of being able to ask and answer the question where is my attention, is to ask, where can I introduce new thoughts? Where can I bring in this process of renewing the mind? Because the Bible says, um, in many verses as you read this in Romans 12, it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind often we opt out and think oh well god will do it but you and him together are a dynamic team Mm -hmm. and he is giving us the invitation on a daily basis to tag team with him Mm -hmm. to go in the wrestling ring of life Mm -hmm. do our bit and get out Mm -hmm. and tag (laughs) sometimes as we sung today he will fight for us and that is truth but sometimes He'll turn to us and say, yeah, I know I can move mountains, but I want you to. Yeah. And that is a bit of a <laughs> slap upside the head. But I believe, I believe that if we intentionally choose to start thinking this week of what is coming to my mind? What is it when I walk into a room, I even sense an atmosphere? And now I feel rubbish, or I feel a bit overwhelmed by something. That's not you. That is the atmosphere in which you've walked into. That is whatever has been going on, you can still have an ability to be different. You walk into some of your school lessons, and you think, I feel really rubbish now. Why do I feel that? What you do is you go, I'm going to remind myself of who I am. I am. Son or daughter of the Most High God. I am able to be educated in this environment that does not compromise that I love God. So, in the Bible, it teaches that when we come into relationship with God, we end up being asked into His family. And so, when you're asked into a family, You become a member of that family so that would represent that we are a son or a daughter now so it's through adoption and the brilliance of that is that you never that never changes then I believe with all my heart once we make a decision to follow God no matter what the terrain of our life then brings and we go through calamity and we wander away blood doesn't change you are always a son you are always a daughter on a beautiful journey of return to the very heart of heaven. And that's where, if we believe that, we will live differently. So that's a phenomenal question, because when you know that truth, you walk differently. And so inside of this, I want to encourage you that an aeroplane can never land unless the terminal signals it can. So when thoughts are prevailing or overwhelming us, Within whatever age we are, and we're like, oh, I don't want to feel this, and I don't want this, or you, if you recognize it, you can say, uh uh-uh, uh, the truth is, and Jesus modeled this. It is written, yes. let me tell you. Yeah. And I encourage a bit of assassin attitude yeah. because there's something of defiance yeah. in even how you present yourself to be in victory yeah. over the battlefield of your mind. I don't believe I'll ever stop preaching this message of being able to look after our heads because our heads and our mind is the placing of how um, we enter into more of the supernatural and there's lots to learn on that and no, no time to really talk loads about that but I wonder why and I find it interesting that one in four people struggle with their mental health and I find it amazing that so many hallucinogenic drugs and psychosis and uh, trouble with the mind is prevailing. And I believe that's because people don't know how to relay the tracks. But the Bible teaches us how to. And so if we can be encouraged as believers today to do a bit of a MOT on ourselves, Keys to Freedom will help just and um, <laughs> Then actually gain hold of the word God afresh and challenging. What are those niggly thoughts? And how do you find that out, what your niggly thoughts are? Ask Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because He speaks to you. I can't come home with you and sit and listen to your conversation and be able to go, right, I think from this what I've heard or what I see in you, da-da-da-da-da. I'd love to do that. I like staying with people and I like having food with people. And then um, Phil's been really worried because he's not been able to feed me up this weekend, but I've been alright. And then um, I just want to encourage you as a church, think about this. Because though God communicates us spirit to spirit, and that is essential, this mind field is something beautiful and a way in which he wants to do something great some of the things that we just put up with you know how there's a bit of DIY that's been needed to be done for like five years just put up with it I feel like God's calling time yeah. and, and why is are going <laughs> but I just really believe that actually we can have an exchange with God today and an invitation to God and I also sense before I came to speak is that there's some individuals in here that have got some massive giftings on their life but they're waiting for someone else to lead them first. And I believe that this leadership team is a people-empowering leadership team. And the giftings and the dreams and the functionality of what God has set a seed in your heart, it needs to come by you step now. And you know, in 1 Samuel 14, it speaks about David and Jonathan. And Jonathan just went, yeah, I'm going to just step out because I don't like what's going on. And he said, perhaps the Lord will be with me. I want a bit more of a perhaps than actually stepping out and fighting, but actually God's telling you, no, come on, step out in the perhaps, because you'll actually see that it is me that's calling you to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so all that said today, I just want to encourage us that sometimes the pause of distraction and reducing busy just means to open our ears a little bit more to see what is the invitation in the everyday. The ability to just sit and ask questions with Holy Spirit yeah. to say, what are the niggles? Yeah. And to be reminded, whatever we have forgotten, because I don't think it's rocket science what we share today. Mm-hmm. But I do think we sometimes forget to live in the identity he's called us to live in. Mm-hmm. And maybe we might never even learn that. So the best place to start is Romans 8. And I think I talked about Romans 8 last time I came. And actually, that will give you such a substance and an encouragement to keep on keeping on. And so, I'd love to pray for us today. Because, actually, I don't know everybody that's in the room today. And I don't know if this is absolutely brand new to you in what I'm sharing. Or whether this is something pretty like, yeah, I get this and I'd like to apply this. But we do all of this in relationship. And I'll close with a little story. I, I loved my grandpa and um, we always used to have um, a Saturday trip to four boys newspapers <laughs> and it was the news agent that was just a little bit of a walk away from where he lived in his bungalow and I was always in for a right good treat because if he came with me I <laughs> got whatever I wanted in the shop <laughs> but there was days where he wasn't that fit so he'd give me a fiver And I'm still thankful, and I pocket the change. But I actually believe that's the same with God. God will bless us and let us just keep walking out our life with the provision he can give. But if you go with him, you'll get it all. And so I just want to say, instead of trying to analyze your life absent of him, or being hard on yourself for all that you're not, rather than all that you are, He wants to actually tag team with you, and that comes through invitation and conversation. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Oh, Father, we love you. We really, really love you, Lord. And we pray this morning that we can really receive that truth, that we are loved, that we are chosen, the truth of your word is still alive today and it can impact and change our lives I thank you Lord God that you never leave us or forsake us, no matter where we are or where we're stuck or whatever is going on your whisper your word your picture, the sensing of you being there is totally available unto us just dismantle any embarrassment, any shame, any thought of I'm always going to be stuck with this type of thinking. or I'll always view life like this. But Holy Spirit, you can lead us and help us to be people that uproot the tracks and relay them. And that by declaring your word and receiving and living in the truth of that against whatever reality or experience might present differently, we will see that change in us. We thank you that you are a God of restoration, Mm -hmm. that you can restore back to us, and you can deal with ouches and words that have been spoken many moons ago And not just know a freedom for ourselves, but end up being a freedom giver to others. Because wherever you bring healing, we then can bring that to others. So we celebrate you in this place today, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, would you just come afresh and answer Mm -hmm. that question of, is there any area in where I believe that stands against you rather than with you. Mm. And today, we just extend our hands with that very thought and we lay it right on down and we ask Holy Spirit what is your truth that you will give in replacement of those lies and Holy Spirit we thank you that you will go on from this point and continue to journey through the task that is at hand of being able to live free, and free indeed. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you went to a cross not so we could live a part-time Christianity, but to be able to embrace it all. Thank you, Jesus. We're an all-in people, all-in in relationship with you, And doing a divine exchange right here in this moment. We love you, we celebrate you, and we receive that you are a good, 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 good God. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Amen. If there's anybody in this place that doesn't know this Jesus, this God that I'm speaking about today, I'd love to speak to. And there's also a great leadership